Hey guys, this is Chad Daniels. Just wanted to let you know that I will be in Houston, Texas at the Improv. I'm so excited to be coming to Houston. I've, I've been once before, but a hundred years ago, so it'll be good to be back. Uh, you can get tickets at my website, chaddaniels.com backslash tour. I'll also be at the Kaboo, 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 uh, K-A-A-B-O-O, Kaboo Music Festival in Dallas, May 10th. I'll be doing a set. So if you want to grab tickets, you can for sure do that. And hey, May 12th is Mother's Day. Don't forget to call your mom. Yeah, and tell her to listen to our podcast and subscribe and review it. Idiot. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. I am Chad Daniels. Across from me is my co-host, Cy Amundsen. Hello. And over on the ones and twos, I just like saying that, but it makes me sound real dumb because I don't, you look at me and you think he shouldn't be saying ones and twos, but our producer, Eric Foster, is to the left of me today. What do you think ones and twos means? Ones and twos are the the uh, turntable buttons on the, the thingy, on the uh, DJ. Yep. You look, yep. Got it. Keep going. Thank you. What do you... I was just skeptical. You seemed like a guy who's heard. Like I, I thought it was peas and poops. And we, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've been bickering a little bit before this episode started. So I understand that's the vibe that the show is beginning with. But you do look like a guy who'd heard uh, a person at one point say on the ones and twos. And you're like, <laughs> right. I'm using that. <laughs> it's like when you're learning Spanish, you're like, oh, you say, you say that in this conversation and so then you meet somebody on the street and you're like hey puta and they're like uh-uh, <laughs> no that was a different one um can i just quickly talk to you uh but by the way you're listening to middle of somewhere middle of somewhere middle of somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> uh <laughs> let's no, let's take that out Nope, leave it um, I have been seeing so many pictures of this Pete Davidson fellow. You may know him from SNL. Super or, funny. Uh, yep. And he's been dating, uh, who, who did he date? Ariana Grande. Everyone. Yeah. And Kate Beckinsale. Now, Kate Beckinsale, this one bugs me because, you know, I've, in my <laughs> life I've had a crush on her. We're probably about the same age and he's very young. And it, Kate Beckinsale is 68 years yeah. old. You didn't know that? She <laughs> no. looks great. Who's, she's I'm, in those vampire movies and actually. Did she get the death, the death becomes her vial? <laughs> I don't know why he's being so mean to me. But I'm not being mean to you. My only question is this. Yes. Does Pete Davidson's dick vibrate? Because he's not good looking. <laughs> he's not that good looking. I think he might sneakily be good looking. I he think He always has bags under so it. I, he has an autoimmune disease. Well, now here we go. Now I'm a jerk. Eric, why don't you look it up? It, he does. He does have an auto. It, he has some. It, he has something that causes that. He has Crohn's. What is that? It's the thing where you, uh, Eric over here with his allergies is really shuffling off Crohn's disease. Crohn's is, is like a, like a poop disease. It's an inflammatory, inflammatory bowel condition. So he shits so hard it gives him bags under his eyes? Yeah. I don't think that's right. It is. I'm going to look it up, but I'm not going to do it right now because we're talking. Okay. We'll put it in the, we'll put it in the apology preview part of this episode. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for this. You don't have to apologize for it, but maybe your stance on Crohn's. Um, I, speaking of medical issues, I had to, and since we're already kind of against one another, which we usually aren't, uh, but I'll let you know how you, you didn't ruin my day yesterday, 
but I had to go get an MRI, uh, okay. and I got in. I, I was the nurse came and got me, and you get changed, and they go, "Hey, we have Pandora. Is there anything you'd like to listen to?" And I don't know why I did this, yeah. But I just instinctively went, uh, "John Mulaney Radio," and I I love John Mulaney. He's great. But I was like, "Why did you just suggest stand up?" Maybe you were nervous. Maybe stand up puts you at ease. I was a little nervous, and it's hard to lay in the machines for the forty minutes. So I thought. That'll maybe help time kick by faster because the bits are long. So I get in the machine. First bit is a John Mulaney bit. Second bit, if it isn't old, Daddy Chaniels. Oh, really? One of your old bits. So it's one of your old bits, right? Okay. And your new album is on Pandora currently. Yep. And so as soon as the old bit finishes... Your voice comes on a commercial and go, hey, guys, it's Chad Daniels, and I'm streaming my whole album. <laughs> and it was like, touch the screen. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I wonder who's next. The fucking tech clicked the screen. Yeah. And yep. I laid in an MRI yes. machine <laughs> and had to listen to 40. And I, I had loved, to, got to. I'd already watched the special. Oh, that's right. I didn't, I, I just like in back pain, laying in a machine, um, a tube. And then I got out and I walk out and the tech goes, Hey, I clicked on that because that's one of my favorite comedians. And I don't know if you know this, he's from Minnesota. And I just, Oh, I, that's so great. I, dude. <laughs> I looked her right in the face and I just go, I've heard he has a drinking problem. <laughs> not just, fair. I know it's not fair. Not fair. I have and, a sweating problem. That's different. Yeah, what what's what's in that sweat? <laughs> Alcohol. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's the album so you know how I feel about the special, but it was weird to be trapped in a tube with it after Oh, I would hate it <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Just like no, it's like a Twilight Zone episode. It got me yeah, I was slowly going insane. It got me like villain vengeful where i was like how can i introduce my last album into chad's <laughs> life and he can't get away from it i am one of my plans was maybe i'm gonna see if i can turn his son into a fan of mine and then convince him to just play the album around the house constantly <laughs> i almost needed an mri i tried crossfit God, i know and can i just tell you that i didn't do anything before it like i didn't like hey i'll go to the gym for a month and you know how they always say, like, ask a physician yeah. if you're allowed to do any new exercise program? I didn't. Do people do that? Ask physicians? If they can start exercise programs? I would have to think some people do. I mean, I never have. Yeah. But I'm getting to the age now where I think, like, people my age die of heart attacks. I'm 44, and you see it sometimes. where are like, yeah, he just fucking dropped dead. Yeah. Fairly healthy person. He, so, dro he dropped dead because he got trapped in his car with size album. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't... Have you ever done CrossFit? Absolutely it's, not. Walking into CrossFit without having done it is uh, is like, okay, picture never training for a marathon. Okay. Then the day of the race, you just step up to the start line, and then someone shoots you everywhere in your body <laughs> that can't kill you. And they even do that knife twist thing where they go in between your ribs and twist it and <laughs> pop your lung. Have you ever seen that on a show? Yeah. Where then the CSI people come and they're like, this guy's been trained. He knew to go between rib three and four. They also do that with both lungs. And that's what it felt like. Right now, I'm struggling to move. I was going to say, you walked in here like I walk in most days. Yeah, I'm pretty, it's ginger. It was, you but you texted me, it was at 6 a.m. Yeah. Was, there not, a, was there not a noon uh -uh. CrossFit it's class It's the only time they do Fall? it because these guys work. They have family. So five of these guys bought a gym 
And then they ugh. run this. They run this. Now you, I know you think, ugh, but it's like it's good for the community. And these guys are class acts, all of them, right? Okay. So you go in, and then they've been doing it forever. So then you feel a little bit like a punk. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, and they're like, oh well, you should do this weight, and that's never nice to hear as a guy, right? <laughs> like so it, then you just it was a condescending. Yeah. Suggestion. So then you just do the weight everybody else does, and I'm I'm dying. How? So, my questions are they say people get injured a lot so basically what i is it's are you is it like are you flipping tire what are you doing okay so yesterday for example the first thing we did is we had to do five sets of three deadlifts but you warm up with lighter deadlifts and then you go into your bigger weight right okay so i do 300 pounds okay is I, it are you you're doing 85. We, I, this is what I don't like about disagreeing with each other before the show starts. Because when you said I do 300 pounds, I go, you were deadlifting your tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? You should like that. I know. So, yeah. So, I, I, unfortunately, I don't get to count my tits. But the good news is <laughs> I can wrap them around the bar and not use my arms, okay. which is like pretty impressive. Tit lift. Yeah. So, you're tit lifted. So, uh, so, you do that. And that I was already dead after that. And then we had to do these... Um, these jerks, right? So you go from the, the weight is on the ground and then you have to explosively pull it up and go so your arms are above your, like holding the weight above your body. You don't press it up there. You actually just pull it up there. Yeah. Yep. Then we had to do, uh, so 15 of those, then you do 15 toes to the bar. So you hang on a pull-up bar and you have to pull your toes up and touch. So you have to like kind of jackknife your body. Yeah. Pull your toes up, touch the bar. Then you do... 15 thrusters and that's basically a front squat where the bar is on the front of your shoulders you squat down you push it up all the way above your head then when you're done with that you run 800 meters that's two times around a track <laughs> suck it and you have to do that three times for that's unbelievable and do you just feel like tore up all over the place yeah in a good way in a good way that's that that's that awesome after exercise feeling right um so a couple things because i'd never done CrossFit. I, I remember the moment that I decided I didn't want to do those sort of workouts. It was years ago. My parents' property butts up against the road and my brother and I were home and we both wanted to work out. So he's like, oh, let's just go find some stuff. Like, let's flip a tire. Let's do stuff sure. like that. So we were doing that in the backyard and my parents live near a town of 300 people. And I think if there's less than a thousand people in your town, everybody thinks it's a good idea to just shout out their windows at other people. <laughs> right. And we were in the we were in the yard and we were like carrying something while running and this guy slows down and he goes, Hey, what are you guys training for the fucking draft? And then he just <laughs> zoomed off. And I remember finishing what we were doing, I was like, Yeah, great. I'm like twenty-eight. I'm not going pro. What are we doing right now? You do think in a small town, though, they'd yell more logical things like, use a wheelbarrow <laughs> instead yeah. of like screaming at you, right? You're making it harder. Yeah. Just, hey, man, don't flip the wheel. It rolls. <laughs> you know, that's the same thing that's on the car. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I got, before you do that, I okay. got to tell you one other shouting story. Okay. I'm detouring us, but I, because it made me think of that. I, I am way too old for this story. So I'm in my late 20s, same yard, same road. And one of my best friends, Eric, is up. And I'm going to unfortunately give a glimpse into my hillbilly here. Uh, but we were trying to hunt a squirrel with slingshots. 
Awesome. That had been ruining my mom's bird feeder. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a vengeance slingshot murder situation. And the squirrel gets up in the tree and he's on this branch. And so Eric and I are standing on the ground firing rocks up into a tree <laughs> at a squirrel. And eventually the squirrel does like this, like, like this move and he's gone. We've lost him. And as we're about to leave, Eric goes, hey, man, look at that branch. Looks like it's about to fall. And I go, yeah. He goes, I bet I could knock it down. And he fires a rock up and missed. And I go, I bet I could knock it down. And so now the two of us are firing rocks at a branch. And we're doing this <laughs> for a while. And eventually I realized there's a guy parked on the road <laughs> behind us. And he just goes, what's going on, guys? And there's not, you can't say anything. Training for the Hunger Games? <laughs> you can't be like, I was trying to make the branch go boom. Like, there's no way out of that. Back, was, no way, to- no way. Now we're doing yelling stories. <laughs> I was in El Paso, Texas, and I was, this is, you know, 15 years ago when I used to run outside. And I was running, and these three guys uh, drove by me in a truck, and I was in very good shape, also boxing. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is bef- this is right before everyone knew how to MMA fight. So this is like, you're still safe to talk shit to someone based on their size. It's before <laughs> MMA, right? Cause now I don't talk shit to anybody cause you never know. Yeah. You could see a little dude like five feet tall, yeah. you know, a hundred pounds. And you're just like, you're like, Hey man, not cool to say. And before you know, you're in an arm bar and you're like, okay. <laughs> so, these three guys drive by in a truck and it's a, it's a single cab, right? So it's just like, they're all in the front seat. I hear them go, faggot. <laughs> and then I, all of a sudden I'm running and then a bottle lands behind me and then rolls into the bushes. And so I go look at it and it's filled with piss. Oh, bummies. So number one, somebody in a single cab truck, <laughs> pulled their dick out, peed in front of their two buddies, and then yelled faggot at me, which I'm not into. So I go in and I find a plastic bag in the bushes and I pick up the bottle because they pulled into the gas station. They thought I stopped running, they pulled into the gas station. So I run up to the gas station, size them up, I'm good, no MMA, right? Yeah. And so I go, uh, I take the bottle and I throw it into the back of their truck. I go, you boys drop something. And they kind of look at me and they go, what? And I go, you dropped a bottle of piss back there. Thought I'd help you out, you know, being a faggot and all. And then they, all of them just kind of shimmied together and got into one side of their truck. They got in and all slid over. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not, I'm not big. No. But I think it's like the attitude of it all was like, if you're willing to walk up on three dudes, they're like, does he know something? Yeah, does oh yeah. He, does he run with a- With a tough, did a I cross- firearm? Yeah, did I cross Keanu Reeves in uh, John Wick? Is oh, that what right. I've done now? Did sure. I create a John Wick? Yeah, but it was, uh, that was, that was a fun one for me. Cause just like, yeah, it's such a dumb thing to number one say, yeah. but to just yell out a pickup, can you pick any, I mean, is there any other, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? stereotype in the world that three guys are in a single cab pickup and the thing they choose to yell is faggot. Why don't you go to a buffet and dip your steak in ranch, you fucking idiots? All right, excuse me. Uh, Let's, I I mean, we've opened this well. This is a story that I have been failing to get to work on stage forever. Is it every single story you've ever done? Am I right, Eric? What's up? We were just getting along, you pile of tits. 
Ooh. Sorry. I am sorry. So you don't quit apologizing. I'm not sorry. So Thank listen you. to me. This town where my parents currently live and I was partially raised. Uh, that sounds like the beginning of a country song. I just want you to know that. This town where I was partially raised. <laughs> See, you forgot about the parents. Yeah. This is what you do. You say things and then you try to repeat God them and you're not even it. close. No. That's what you do. It's not. We're going to figure this argument about that no one knows what we're talking about. Okay. Let's get back to the point. So Brock Lesnar for a while lived in a town right near here. Mm -hmm. And when he moved here, every young dude in this town is like, I'm friends with Brock now. Like they just all, it was like, you remember when you go to see the movie Blade in the theater and right. you'd leave and you're like, I can hunt vampires. Yeah. It was like that. But a bro fighter. For people dudes. that don't know who Brock Lesnar is, he was a professional wrestler. He's a huge, actual, uh, what do you call it? Gargantuan of a man? No, yeah, yes, of course. I mean, I have trouble finding hats that fit my head, and his fists are as big as my head. He is, and he is a lunatic. Like, in an interesting to watch way. I saw him win a fight. I don't really like fighting, I don't watch it a lot, but I saw him win a fight. And he climbed up on the top of the ring and started punching himself in the face to celebrate winning. I was like, that's not, that's not how it works, man. You so were trying to avoid that. That's what, that's what athletes do. I don't understand it. Like when someone scores a touchdown and everyone comes and tackles you and headbutts you, it's like, I thought I just did a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> why are you hurting me? Why, why are you doing the thing the other team was trying yeah. to do? So he, he, everybody got so pumped. And so I, I didn't really like to watch uh, mixed martial arts, but I love watching people watch it. Sure. Because when he would fight, everybody would load into this bar here in town and they would just lose their fucking minds. So my friend Joel and my brother and I, we would go and we would watch. And we went to one, this is years ago, but we went to one and it was like the moment we walked in, there was something <clears throat> weird about it. Because normally there's like people in charge, but the bartenders... <laughs> The bartenders were just like all the puncher dudes that were there. Yeah. So it was a real like Lord of the Flies. It was a real Lord of the Barflies situation. <laughs> and like to give you like at one point, like a push up contest just broke out in the center of the bar. Absolutely. Another guy, you know, those puncher machines where you punch it to show how uh, strong you are. Uh, a guy accused the machine of lying and then hit it so hard it broke. Another guy walked past Joel and I bumped shoulders with the popcorn machine, called the popcorn machine a bitch, headbutted it, and then just calmly walked into the bathroom. So there's a real man versus machine vibe. It's an awful situation. So you, you know when uh, you see those commercials like low testosterone? Are you over 50 and have low testosterone? Well, here, try this pill. You know where they get that pill? They, they boil down the piss from the bars during an MMA fight <laughs> and then they powder it up and put it in a little capsule. <laughs> they do. I don't know if that's right, but I think that's pretty they could. So they, so the problem with also problem with no one being in charge is there's no one to be like, Hey guys, could you settle down right now? So the fight is happening and these guys are shouting shit and they're all like Brock Lesnar's friends in their own mind. Sure. So they're like, it's getting aggressive for the first guys. Like, yeah, Brock, whip his ass and everybody's like yeah and nobody's like relax guys so everybody feels empowered so the next guy goes yeah brock break his fucking legs and everybody's like yeah and then some dude just shouts yeah brock murder this motherfucker 
And everybody's like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And then I did a thing that is very you. I looked at my brother and my friend Joel and I was like, ah, this is an opportunity. <laughs> and Brock had him in like, there was like a hold situation where he had like, he was clamped around his leg and had his hand by his back thigh. I already love it. And I went, yeah, Brock, stick your finger in his asshole. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. And like the pure <laughs> anger of the people around me. And I am so scared of conflict. And so I want to, I want you to think that this was me being cool, but it wasn't. My heart was racing, but I was like, I can't leave this one on the floor. I just looked at the guys around me. I was like, no, I just, I'm a huge fan and I'm confused about how attracted I am to him. Just like you guys. <laughs> and they tried to start a fight with my brother. Absolutely. Of course they did. And we wound up in the car in the parking lot with a man, the side, like a, a dinosaur of a man just shaking our car like a scene from Jurassic Park. So. Yeah. If you ever want to, if you ever are feeling bad about, you're like, I don't, you know, I deserve to get punched in the face. I'm not a good person right now. I, I screwed up in this part of my life. Someone punched me and you can't get anyone at the office to do it. Go to an MMA fight in a bar <laughs> and then afterwards just moonwalk into the smoking section on the <laughs> patio <laughs> and just say like, uh, I don't know. Throw a bottle of piss and call someone a faggot. My, yeah, I may as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, if you, it would have been so funny if you would have said, stick your finger in his ass. And when everyone looked at you, you're just like, I read an article. He said he's into it. <laughs> really, really go with facts. Let, can, can we go back to the, can we go back to CrossFit? I know we went a long ways away from Well, no, I, all I was going to say about it is it, it makes you want to eat better. Yeah. Because... You, you're competing with the same people every single day and you don't want to lose every single day, right? So you eat a little better because now you're eating like an athlete and you really do feel like you're training. And you're not going to the pros, but at least you might beat, you know, the guy that's an accountant in your town, Yeah, right? <laughs> right. The guy that you, in your head, thought, you, I could beat this guy. The bumper sticker therapist. You don't yes, want that guy right. showing you yes. up like, well, Chad, looks like you're slower than the frog stuck in some molasses. <laughs> Uh -huh. Chad, I got a little test for you. There's five fellas running a gym down around down, downtown nope. now. <laughs> I pulled out, so we, I like three different ice creams yeah. in my bowl, right? I like a variety in my bowl. I like it to be like a painter's, uh, whatever you call it. What's that thing you put your thumb into and all the colors are on it? Palette? Yeah. Sure, a palette. Okay. So I, I like to have an ice cream palette. Okay. Kind of like a, uh, an ice cream flight. Okay, a yeah. flight, yeah, I'd like, like to an try ice cream all these. flight. Yeah, I'd okay, like to try yep. all these. I got it. And so I, I pulled them all out on the counter yesterday after I did this thing out of the freezer. And uh, I, was, I went over to get the ice cream scoop, and when I turned around, I couldn't do it. So I put them all back in the freezer, and I haven't felt – I've been eating, like, eggs and chicken breasts for dinner. Really? Because I'm telling you, it's like you want to get better, but you know there's no way you're going to if you continue to eat like an asshole. So one day of CrossFit motivated you? No, I've done I've done more than one day. Okay, like I had to do this three hundred workout. It was called, uh, and it was, it's the it's the workout they did for the movie Three Hundred. That checks. Remember out. how ripped those dudes were? Yeah. Uh, this workout is on. It was ridiculous. The only two things I learned because I knew you wanted to talk about it uh, about CrossFit was one: the guy who 
created CrossFit. The guy who founded it, his name is Greg Glassman, G-L-A-S-S-M-A-N. And I know two things about that guy. He created a fitness craze that was the toughest thing you could do because a bunch of people called him the ass man when he was a kid. <laughs> yes, probably right. And his, there's no way he doesn't refer to himself as the glass man. Like he's got a nickname for himself. Uh, and then the other thing is I got really into the CrossFit games, like reading about it because it's a competition. Uh, and when it started, the events were like softball throw and rough water swim, which is really funny to me. But one of one of the, well, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's not like a secret where you're like, what are we going to do with the softball throw? <laughs> hey, yeah, throw a softball, I guess. One of the original events was a pegboard climb. Which Ooh, yeah. sounds like something a really open-minded man. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you walking weird, Terry? Uh, it was Sharon's birthday. She finally <laughs> wanted to try the pegboard climb. <laughs> the current events, they're all the names. Just I just really love them. Uh, there's, one, uh, there's one in this uh, string of events called the Battleground. And I don't know what this is, so if you can tell me what it is, I'm going to be psyched. It's called the Rescue Randy Drag. I have no idea. I mean, I, I could guess. I'm, I'm assuming guess, it's dude. like a giant sandbag. That It's almost like a fireman test, I would okay. assume. Rescue Randy Drag sounds like an operation that a bunch of small-town hillbillies are performing because they found out one of their friends goes to the cities on the weekend and performs. <laughs> Rescue I, Randy Drag. I found a drag. wig in his closet. Better get your shotguns. It's time for operation. You're the most white trash person. You can do a good impersonation. I don't know that you're white trash necessarily, but you can do a good impersonation. I, I have bummer news to that effect. Uh, my, bro <laughs> my brother Greg and I have been, we have probably a 20-year argument about who's the most white trash person out of the two of oh, us. Oh, you do? We <laughs> and... He recently, what he's been doing is each week he's been sending me, he's been texting me a list of the things that he thought I did this past week that were white trash. <laughs> <laughs> so here, let me pull up this week's list. Well, you live together, right? Yeah, we live together right now. And so why on, does he text you? Why doesn't he just like come to your room? Because he thinks it's funnier to send me a text that I have to it go over on my own. It is kind of funny. So his, his list this week are, you wore Christmas themed pajama pants to Walmart like a meth addict. You ate chicken drummies in your car and didn't clean them out right away. So your seat, anyone who walked by it just saw chicken bones on your seat. I get that. I've walked by your car before. He said, you, uh, we had a service worker at our house trying to fix the furnace and you didn't put on a shirt or socks. And while watching the TV show American Pickers by yourself, I heard you from the kitchen say the words, that guy's a lion son of a bitch. <laughs> All white trash stuff. We, uh, so the height of this argument for us, every year we used to go on this brother's vacation when my brother Jess lived in Florida. And Greg and I were down there with my nephew, Ethan, who's older because I have a weird aged family. Yep. So he's in his 20s. So it's my brother Jess, my brother Greg, and Ethan and I. And all week, Greg and I are just going at each other about who's more white trash. And we're at this uh, fast food restaurant called Evo's. Okay. And we're sitting there and he's kind of like fucking with me. And he like, he tries to hit me, like dick tap me. And I hate that sort of stuff. I don't, I would never do it to somebody else. I hate it when somebody tries to do it to me. And so when he did it, I like grabbed his hand 
to like pull it away. And right now we're kind of playfully joking with each other, mm-hmm. but then he digs his hand into my inner thigh and it hurts a lot. And it also looks like he's grabbing my dick. Okay. And so I got really mad and Greg has long hair. So I grab a hold of his long hair. So just to be clear, <laughs> he has a hold of your inner thigh and you're pulling on his long hair. Yes. I love a good sister fight. <laughs> don't you? And then, because now we're both extremely angry and doing that, you let go, that thing. So we each have one free hand, and now we are (laughs) punching each other in the rib cages with our free hands. And uh, it goes on for a bit, but it's all like whispering too, where we're like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like we're talking like that. And it settles up, and we release each other. And we're now sitting there. Nobody says anything for the rest of the meal. We get in the car. Nobody says anything all the way back to my brother's house. We're like a minute from my brother's house. <laughs> Ethan goes, you guys know how all week you've been arguing about who's more white trash? <laughs> how about that fist fight in the fast food restaurant there? That's a fun one, too, when you're whispering. We've all been there, right? We're like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. You're like <laughs> talking through your teeth <laughs> and you don't even punch them. You put your hand on their body and then try to shove it through their body <laughs> yeah, yeah. without actually making a big motion. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you have a uh, speaking of trash. You have a, a new surprise family member. Is that accurate? <laughs> you guys, you guys got to hear this. So my sister's a nurse. And she was reading the chart of a guy that came in, and his uh, his name's Ron Daniels. Okay. And so she just goes in. She goes, "Hey, just so you know, I'm gonna be your nurse today, and uh, you know, my maiden name is Daniels. And um, where'd you grow up?" And he said, "Oh, I grew up in Frazee, Minnesota." And uh, she goes, "Oh, interesting, because you know, my uh, my parents are from there, and um, um, you, you don't happen to know uh, such and such and such. My grandparents, I can't remember my." grandpa's name but yeah grandma's name's donna so do you know blah 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 and donna and he goes well yeah what's his name's my my brother and she was just like hold on (laughs) so did he marry a girl named donna (laughs) and he was like well yeah of course he did i was like uh, so my sister freaks out she goes to coffee with this guy he brings pictures they still are talking and she's like, do you want to talk to him? And I go, do I want to talk to Uncle Ronnie? <laughs> no, I don't. I have no reason to introduce. So I have to go to another fucking funeral in three years? I'm just going to jump on board right now with no upside to this relationship? No, thank you. So she's sending me all these pictures, and I swear to God. She sent me a picture of, I wish I could remember my grandpa's name. I can't. When he's, she, I really hope it's Donnie. <laughs> it's not uh she sent me a picture of ron and then my grandpa and their family right okay and uh i go oh ron must be the one in the middle and she goes no that's our grandpa and i go well the one on the left looks exactly like our father and she was like i thought that too like in the eyes and in the hair and i go did uncle ronnie fuck our grandma donna (laughs) When our grandpa was truck driving, I bet you $100 he did for sure. <laughs> and you, I have two pieces of information. One, there's a small piece of me that thinks this is the answer to the mystery of where is Chad's dad. Fuck, it's Ronnie. 
What if he aged himself up and he's trying to come back into your life as an uncle because you know he knows you won't have you any other way? You know, I, I did bring that up to my sister. <laughs> I go, if you think like my dad's had three different identities. Yeah. Right. One of them was mine. Yeah. <laughs> and he also <laughs> he, he did. He's he asked to borrow my license, stole it, made a copy of it and then rented an apartment under my name when I was 18. <laughs> So stole my identity, also stole a guy's identity from high school who died in a motorcycle accident. He went to That's their- That's like some, some like monk shit right there. He That's went to their house. He went to their house and asked if he could, and found out his, the, um, the, what's it called? Social security number. Whoa. Yes. It's gotta be, he's gotta be Ronnie. So that's what I thought. I go, I don't, I'm not, I'm not convinced he wouldn't do this. Plus, you know, you put enough drugs in your body. That ages oh, they'll you anyways. age you up real quick, yeah. So I think my sister went to coffee with our dad and doesn't know. <laughs> I'm serious. I have a, and my second thing is, and I don't have a lot of good ideas, but it is such a swing and a miss that we would not consider bringing Ronnie on this show. <laughs> I don't want to. I know you don't. Because then he's going to ask me for shit. If he's any relation to my father, he's going to ask me for stuff. He's going to... He's going to... And you think that's not good entertainment? <laughs> he's going to give me like a little stocking stuffer for Christmas that fucking makes noise. That's just what his family does for some reason. There's like a bell in it always. I just don't... I, we're not doing that. Okay, that's fine. I mean, we are going to do it because <laughs> I'm going to find your father. Uh, so at some point we are going to do it. Let's, uh, let's, close with, uh, let's close with Olivia. Oh, I, yeah, I texted you this. It was pretty incredible. So, you know, I don't have a ton of drive, mm -hmm. but my daughter, which I guess, let me take that back. You have, you have drive. Let that's, me take that, that, that's let me take that back. When I'm, when I'm challenged with something, mm -hmm. I refuse to quit until it's done. Like yeah. this stupid CrossFit like thing. CrossFit, it's going to yeah. kill me. Yeah. Uh, but my daughter got challenged. So there's an old show called Animaniacs. Love it. Steven Spielberg used to produce it or direct it. I can't remember exactly what, but. Um, he might have created it even. Anyways, it was a cartoon probably around the time I was in high school, early, late 90s. Yep. Something like that. And uh, there was a song on there where one of the characters did every single country in the world in a song. And really? So, so in geography class, this girl goes to my daughter. She goes, I bet you can't do this. And so my daughter is like, can I use the printer? I mean, she's never been. She's printing out the pages of the song, the lyrics. She's print. She's. I can hear her walking around with her uh, with her earbuds in, and she's doing the song. And so finally, she just ended up crushing it. She goes, "Dad, listen to this." And my daughter named every single country in the world. Whoa. I couldn't believe it. So she won thirty dollars from another ninth grade student, and I'm still waiting to get a call from their parents. <laughs> Just like, what's going on at school where my daughter needs $30? <laughs> well, tell that bitch to not make a bet unless she's got the money. How many countries are there? A lot. Yeah, it's there's like, got to be a lot. It's like seven verses. And they're always changing. And here's what's nuts. It gets faster and faster and faster well, as the, the song goes on. Right, exactly. Yeah. When I was in ninth grade, uh, we had a teacher, Mrs. Hansen, who there's a, there's a similar song, the song of the periodic elements sure like the table mm -hmm. and she played it uh she played it the first day of class and goes everybody listen and she had us all listen and this is the internet was just becoming a thing like that <laughs> normal people used and she's like 
If anybody can figure out all the words in this song and sing them by the end of class, you get an automatic A. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't do like, I like Mm -hmm. aggressively lounged an entire trimester. And because my mom, I found the song on the internet, learned that shit. Oh, I thought you were going to say because my mom was pregnant and I knew what a trimester was. (laughs) No. I timed it out to her pregnancy. <laughs> Just as the baby comes out, I'm singing yeah. the song. When she stopped getting morning sickness, I knew it was time to hustle. <laughs> so I I just walked in on the last day of class with an F in the class and sang the song. And it was I was and and That's I, so great. And uh it ended and I would f- from years after they I would just hear stories of like how she would bitch to an entire class <laughs> at the beginning of every year about how I ruined it, which is fun. I did something where I did not get anything for it. I kind of made up my own situation. I was grounded the majority of my childhood and, and grounded for me meant you, I couldn't go outside even sometimes. It depended on like the severity of the grounding. Yeah. But I was grounded for a month straight where I could not, once I was home from school, I couldn't go outside because I would just have my friends come over and we'd play in the yard, we'd play wiffle ball, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so grounded in the house. So what I did, Stone Cold Do you Ryman, remember what you did? Uh, yeah, I do, but we don't need to talk about it. So Stone Cold Ryman was, uh, I pulled the guy's pants down. <laughs> I pantsed him. He took away my, uh, my king spot in Foursquare. And so I pantsed him. And, uh, and that's what that was about. Right. It wasn't worth it. Right. Keep going. So, uh, Stone Cold Ryman came out, Young MC. That's yep. the Bust a Move. You may be familiar with the Don't song. Don't just stand there, Bust a Move. Right. Well, the whole album, I was so bored that I listened to it and then realized, like, I'm getting close to knowing this whole thing, right? So, I made up a situation in my mind where it was the big auditions for the talent show and then terrorists came into the auditorium. <laughs> And the only way they'd let us go is if one person could make it all the way through the Stone Cold Ribbon album <laughs> because their favorite song was Bust a Move without making a mistake. So one mistake, everyone gets executed. So I would stay in my room for an hour. I know. This is like the fucking the mentality of a grounded kid after 20 days inside. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure I'm a little bit crazy, but I ended up doing it. I saved, God, I saved so many lives. And here's the thing, in, in perfect movie fashion, the moment you hit that last line and the terrorists were defeated, the camera pans up to the top of the auditorium and the door swings open. And I'll be damned if it isn't Ronnie Daniels. <laughs> Shut them up. And he pulls the makeup <laughs> off and it's Chad's dad. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, this is the last thing I'll tell you, and then we'll leave for today. Um, I need to tell you how this ended, actually. Oh, okay, sorry. I would, for the last minute of the song... I thought you just won. I, I, well, I, yes, I did. But for the last minute of the last song, I wouldn't inhale. It was all exhale. And so at the end of it, I would collapse in this heavy breathing motion. I know that, and you know how I know that, <laughs> is because when we were trying to name a podcast... We had a name that we don't need to discuss the name, but every time I would say the name, he would do that without do it without collapsing your voice. What do you or mean? Or you with your air every time you would just. 
you just fire a verse out. I don't even know. Some of the busiest robs of the big bar band. I go into this mic written by this hand. I come out of this mouth made by this tongue. I'll tell you now, my name, my name is Young. Although you think that it's your destiny to get the best of me, but I suggest to thee, quiet, don't even try from the east and west of me. Shaking it to never breaking it, even taking it, grooving it and always moving it because I'm not faking it. Boom. I just saved lives. You guys have no idea. And Ronnie Daniels starts the slow <laughs> clap. I got to go. I have to leave. Well, hey, uh, if you like the show, subscribe to it. Do it. And tell people about it. Write a review. Goodbye. Hey, should we tell each other I love you? No. Hey, real quick. Nope. I know I have to ask you an important question. I need you to come back to the mic. This is part of the show. Could you come back to the mic, please? Thank you. You know I'm getting married on June 1st? I do. Would you like to perform my wedding? Would you like to be the officiant of the wedding? Oh, great. Should we tell each other we love each other? Nope. God damn it. I thought that was going to be the one. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.